What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Stuart Amadon, and joining with me, as always, is the Pastor Brandon Neely, lead pastor over all of Christ Church. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Pastor Brandon, what do we got, my friend? Where are we going? How are we talking today? Well, today we're going to cover one of the most important passages in prophetic history. Stop it right now. One of the most important ones One of the ever. most important. Oh, snap. Highly debated. This is, Not easy to understand, but understandable. This is a big deal moment that we're about to have then. Oftentimes, the futurists, um, that's what we can call a certain uh, uh, branch of interpretation, Okay. see okay. this as something that will be predict- will take place in the future, you know, in tribulation with, the, with an antichrist and with a rebuilt temple, etc., but... We're going to show today that this is not that spectacular. This okay. is, in fact, something that was fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ. It okay. is a messianic prophecy, Ooh. and we can understand it. It is in Daniel chapter 9. Daniel 9. Oh, the book of Daniel. That's always a fun spot to jump into. There's, there's, some, uh, there's some interesting moments in Daniel. Yes. That's nice. Daniel is a wonderful, wonderful book. Mm, I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. I was told recently that Alexander the Great was shown the prophecies of Daniel. I saw that. I saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. We just preached on that this past week when we did Zechariah. That's right. Alexander the Great was so impressed by the prophecies that he spared Jerusalem. Of course, we know from Zechariah that Alexander the Great was given a dream by God, and that's one of the reasons why he spared Jerusalem right. while destroying all of the other neighboring nations. Literally all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fascinating, though. The book of Daniel has impressed um, believers and unbelievers for many years. It's so accurate that liberal theologians believe that it was written after the events, mm. that it's a fraud. But, of course, we believe in the revelation of God's Word, the truth of every detail, every jot and every tittle. <laughs> and so oh, we hold to the Absolutely. truth of the book of Daniel. And um, Daniel chapter 9 is a fascinating passage. It, we are looking at the, the vision of the 70 weeks. Ooh, the vision of the 70 weeks. Mm-hmm. Hotly debated. Oh, yeah? What makes it debated? Why well, is it debated? Well, I mean, just, just, you know, the futurists versus the preterists. Mm. Some believe this is going to be in our future. Some believe this was in Daniel's future, but our past. Mm. So we're I going see. to try to solve the riddle today. Let's do it. So we'll begin. We'll just kind of walk through the, the passage, and uh, this shouldn't take too long. Okay. And we're okay. not going to um, tie every bow into a beautiful, you know... Tie every ribbon into a beautiful little bow here. We're not going to uh, answer every question and dot every I and cross every T. Mm. But we're going to do a, a brief overview. And if anybody is interested and wants to dig in deep to get these diamonds, mm-hmm. they can do the homework themselves. So, Ooh, they can get in there with their Yeah, we'll, we'll give them enough get to, to get to work. So Daniel chapter 9, we'll start in verse 2. All right, let's go. It says, I, Daniel, perceived in the books... Okay, now we're going to find out in a second what books he's referring to. Mm -hmm. But he says, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that, according to the word of the Lord, to Jeremiah the prophet, Mm -hmm. must pass before the end of the desolations of Jerusalem. Namely, and then he goes on to give the years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have these books written by um, Baruch, the scribe of Jeremiah, you can read those yourself in the book of Jeremiah, and, and Daniel and many others in his day would study the word of God, and aha, they, and they find some things in there. Okay, okay. okay. And one of the things he finds in the book of Jeremiah is that they would be in exile for 70 years, 
right? That that God would restore His people, mm-hmm. and uh, and several faithful people found this. And and as soon as Daniel found this, he began to pray. You know, he, and he began to confess the sins of his people. He began to pray that God would restore his people because, honestly, the people were obsessed about Babylon. They were enraptured by the majesty and the mm-hmm. grandeur of Babylon. They just weren't putting the, uh, the kingdom first. Oh, they I weren't see. ready to go home. I see, I see. And so Daniel sees the time is coming near, but he sees that the hearts of the people are far from the Lord, and so he prays. Mm. He, he cries earnestly out to the Lord and prays for his people. It's a beautiful passage, Amen. Daniel chapter 9. But I'll just read a little bit here. It just says that um, in Daniel 9, uh, verse 22, it goes on to say, this is, you know, after having read the passage in Jeremiah and praying, mm-hmm. uh, an angel's going to appear to him, and, and uh, in verse 22, Daniel 9, 22, it says this. It says, he made me understand, okay, speaking with me and saying, O Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. So Daniel's reading the book of Jeremiah. He sees the time is near. He's crying out to the Lord in prayer. He understands the 70 years. Yeah, all that. that. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears to him. And the angel says, oh, Daniel, I have now come out to give you insight and understanding. Boom. So we kind of state this as we get to the vision of the 70 weeks, which is what the angel is going to unfold to him. We can see that it is for the purpose of insight and understanding, Hmm. Mm -hmm. not for the purpose of confusing. Right. Right. We can get this. We can comprehend it. It can be done. We can do the math. It's not impossible to understand. It's for the purpose of insight and understanding. Awesome. And so we get into the vision of the 70 weeks. It is basically a job description of the Messiah, right? The six things that he's going to do, and it's also a calendar of events, messianic calendar. Okay. Right? So we'll start in verse 24. 70 weeks are decreed about your people. Okay, 70 weeks, and you can look in the uh, footnotes of your study Bibles. This is a Hebraic way of saying 490 years. A week is 70 days, I mean seven days, and so 70 times seven, 490 years. Okay. So 490 years are decreed. They are predestined. They are determined, of course, by God. For or about your people. Who's Daniel's people? The Jews. Okay? Right, right. So 490 years are decreed about your people and your holy city, which, okay. of course, is Jerusalem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and in 490 years, what are we going to see? We're going to see these things take place in 490 years. To finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, to, to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal both vision and prophecy prophet or prophecy, mm-hmm. and to anoint the most holy place. Six things. Those six things the Messiah will do in 490 years. Okay. okay. Right? So that's sort of the overview of the 70 weeks vision. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, if you do the math, you can see that well, that's when Jesus was alive. Mm. That's when Jesus began to engage in ministry. 490 years later. Yeah, well, you can see, and we can't do all the math here because it just gets into the weeds, okay? Okay. But if you, if you look at verse 24, I'll just go through just, uh, verse 25, I'll go through a little bit. It says, know therefore and understand. Verse 25, you see okay. it there? Yep, I see it. We can know it, we can understand, this is not impossible, that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem... Now, we've been covering in church, we've been covering Nehemiah and Ezra. We remember when the word was, was sent out to restore and build Jerusalem. There's a little bit of debate about like, what precisely that is, mm-hmm. but many would say it's the decree of Artaxerxes in 458 B.C. Okay, yeah. You, you can find that in Ezra 7, Ezra 4, and in Nehemiah 1. 
So if you do the math, and anybody who wants to do their homework can, you can see that from the decree 458 B.C., there would be 49 years, and in 409, the temple and the city would be rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Then there'd be another 434 years, or 62 weeks, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Messiah would come. So Mm -hmm. anyway, like I said... We can't do this right here on the radio. <laughs> Got it. But I'll read it just so people can see this neat little timeline. It says, verse 25, Know therefore and understand that from the going out of the word to restore and build Jerusalem mm-hmm. to the coming of an anointed one, Messiah, mm-hmm. a prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, the translators of the ESV put then for 62 weeks. It's a Hebrew way of speaking, but it's seven weeks, then 62 weeks. Seven D weeks. Yeah. Right. In verse 25. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, it shall be built again. It's talking about the temple and the city with squares oh, see, yeah. and moat, but in a troubled time. I got it. I got, right. it. So I got it. I got it. I got it. It's predicting the building. It's the, predicting the decree of the the rebuilt city mm-hmm. and temple, Nehemiah and Ezra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then it's decreeing that it's going to be built again. Okay. You know, it's going to have the moat. It's going to have the walls, all that sort of stuff. And then it predicts the amount of time from that point that the Messiah will come. Dang, it's incredibly accurate. It is, and, and people can do the, the math that they'd like. Let me see, i got a few details here. Jesus met John at the Jordan River in 26 AD. Okay. That maybe can help people do the math. He was 30 years of age, Luke three twenty three. So that helps okay. people do the math. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, now, let's see. What will the Messiah do when he shows up, according to this calendar? And I do believe the, the, the religious establishment knew for sure that Jesus was walking out this timeline. Right. That this uh, increased the level of threat that he was to them. I see. I see. And I so, see. But notice the things that he will do. We're back up to verse 24. He will finish the transgression. Mm-hmm. Right. That's hard to understand, but it can be interpreted or translated, he's going to restrain the rebellion. Got it. He's going to put an end to the rebellion. I do believe he's referring to the rebellion of the Jewish people against God. Okay, okay, okay. Then he's going to put an end to sin. Now, if you look closely, that word sin can also be translated sin offering. In many other places, uh. it is translated sin offering. Okay. I think he's saying what he says in Hebrews chapter 10, 11. He's saying that Jesus Christ puts an end to the sin offerings. Mm, I see, I see, I see, I see. Hebrews ten eleven. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. Mm. But when Christ had offered, as a high priest, for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Amen? Amen. He put an end to the sin offerings, Mm -hmm. to the sacrifices. What else did he do? It says right there in verse 24, to atone for iniquity. Jesus came... He atoned for iniquity. Amen? Mm, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm, are now at mm-hmm. one with God because of his atonement. Okay. Got he it. brought in everlasting righteousness. We now have everlasting life. Yeah. Right. We now have true justice and he, true righteousness. He didn't just make your sin go away, but he imputed his righteousness to you. That's Perfectly right. imputed righteousness. Mm-hmm. He did that as well, so that it is yours forever, forever and ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He seals up vision and prophecy. Now, I, be- I believe this means that he stops vision and prophecy. It's the same exact word used in earlier in the passage when he stops the sin offering. Okay. He also stops vision and prophecy. Oh, this, okay. And we know this is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1. Long ago, in many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, the last days of the Old Covenant, mm-hmm. he has spoken to us by his Son. Boom. His Son is the final revela- the final um, inspired revelation. Mm. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what does his son do? But he has his apostles, and he tells his apostles, John 14, 25, these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Mm-hmm. John sixteen thirteen, the Holy Spirit shall tell you of things to come. Mm. See, uh, Jesus has his apostles. Mm-hmm. He teaches them. They write it down. He puts an end. Right. Amen. His ministry, the Messianic ministry, puts an end to inspired revelation such as through visions and prophets. So we don't have, after John the Baptist, the final prophet, we don't have that form of revelation anymore. Jesus is the final revelation. His apostles wrote down all the things that he said. They were Mm -hmm. inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that's that. The canon is closed. He seals up the prophecy, Mm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. as the book of Revelation says at the very end, right? which is the last book written by John in about 65, 66 AD, Mm. before the destruction of Jerusalem. Got it. And what's the final thing that he does? He anoints the most holy place. That's Mm. the Holy of Holies. Okay. Okay. Did Jesus ever go into the Holy of Holies and anoint it with blood? Well, Hebrews 9.12 says he did. Mm. He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Look at that. Of course, it's not the type or the shadow of the Holy of Holies, but the true Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. So we have here, I think, really clearly. Right. You know, who else fits the bill here? Right, right. Daniel chapter 9, we have a prophecy of a coming Messiah, mm-hmm. 490 years after the decree that goes forth to build the temple. Right. The timing is precise. It's impressive, really. Right. Like I said, liberal theologians believe this was written after the fact or edited after the fact. Because it's so accurate. Ah, it's so accurate. That's Interesting. right. Interesting. Interesting. And, and, and of course, we know that Jesus fulfills all of these various things. And so we can go on in verse 26 and see some other things that he does. Verse 26, it says, And after the 62 weeks, okay, so okay. that's people have to do their math on that one. Mm-hmm. An anointed one shall, shall be cut off and shall have nothing, which can also be translated, but not for himself. Okay. So, who is the anointed one? That's the Messiah. And what's going to happen to him? He will be cut off. All right. So, we have here a clear prophecy that Jesus will come. Daniel mm-hmm. gives the timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says he will be cut off. And now, he doesn't say crucified, but we know that's what he's referring to. Right, right. And then it says, and the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city. Dang. Dang. Okay, now what city we've been talking about this whole time? Jerusalem. Yeah, the holy city of the people of Daniel. That's amazing. Now, who is this people of the prince who is to come? Well, that can be debated. Okay. The last mention of a prince is referring to Jesus, the anointed one. Mm -hmm. So is it the Jews are going to destroy the city, Jerusalem? That's possible. I mean, I think you can read Josephus and see how in many ways they destroy the city. Okay. Um, but other people would say that the people of the prince who is to come is referring to the, another prince that Daniel refers to, mm-hmm. um, whom we know of as Titus, right. the Roman emperor. Right. Gotcha. I think this is referring to the Jews, honestly. Okay. And, and in, in some sense, they ruined, they, de- they um, made abominable the city and the sanctuary, that mm-hmm. is the temple. But okay. either way... Whether it is the people, the Jews, or the Romans, mm-hmm. it's desolation. It's destroyed. Right. Okay, notice, it's in, what's in? The city. 
and the sanctuary, mm-hmm. its end shall come with a flood, that is, with a just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And to the end, there shall be war. Desolations are decreed. Mm-hmm. So we have a clear timeline here mm-hmm. from Daniel. This is when the Messiah will come. He will be cut off. The city will be destroyed. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's precisely what happens. Right. In verse 27, he goes on to say, He shall make, that is Jesus, shall make a strong covenant with many for one week. That is seven years. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about the Messianic ministry, and he's going to make a covenant with many. Now, who are the many that Jesus makes a covenant with? This is the covenant of my blood. The Mm. same many that he's come to lay down his life as a ransom for. Right, right. And it really was many. Now, not in the, the first half of seven years, not the first three and a half years, there weren't that many. Right. You know, 500 or so. Right. But soon, if you keep reading the book of Acts, go out about three and a half years later, mm-hmm. thousands. The church is blowing up. Right. That's right. That's right. He, wow. he, he is going to make a covenant with many mm-hmm. for one week. Remember how Jesus was always saying, we have to go to the cities of Judah, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. You see, mm-hmm. I think he's fulfilling all of this. I see. He, he is fulfilling, he is making a strong covenant. Right. The seed of Abraham is, is firming up and strengthening that Abrahamic covenant in its final form, the new covenant, wow. with his people. And he's going to do it for one week, that's seven years. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and for half of the week, so that's three and a half years, mm-hmm. he shall put an end to sacrifice and offering. Wow. Now, how many years did Jesus minister from the Jordan River baptism to his crucifixion? About three years. Three and a half years. Dang. He started at 26 and a half, and he was crucified at the, at the age of 30. Mm. Dang. That's wild. That's amazingly accurate. He shall put an end to sacrifice and offering, and that's exactly what he did. Mm. So where's the other three and a half years? I mean, that's debatable, but I would say it goes up to the stoning of Stephen. That's, okay. I think that's a pretty good guess. Okay. Thousands are still coming in. The covenant's being confirmed with thousands. Mm-hmm. They're being baptized, they're receiving the Lord's Supper, all of those various things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it says, and then, okay, and on the wing of abominations, one in the world, shall come one who makes desolate. On the wing of abominations. Luke 21, 20, Matthew 24, 15. If anybody wants to look them up, we know what this is. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matthew twenty four fifteen, Luke mm. twenty one twenty. Jesus is going to confirm his covenant with many for seven years, mm-hmm. three and a half. Then he goes and acts for three and a half years, mm-hmm. standing there at Stephen. I think that wraps it up. But then later, on the wing of abominations shall come one who makes desolate. What did Jesus say to Jerusalem? He said, behold, your house is left to you desolate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Until the decreed end is poured out on the desolator, also translated desolate. Mm-hmm. The end of what? The decreed end. Daniel is foretelling the coming of the Messiah, the mm-hmm. exact dates of it, right? and he is foretelling the, the timeline of all the various things that will happen to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. The remnant will be saved, and Jerusalem, the city, will be made desolate. We've been teaching this stuff forever, but it's all over the Bible. Dang, that's cool, man. Here it is in Daniel chapter 9. Wow. Lays it out crystal clear. That's amazing. That's amazing. Golly. The kingdom will be given to another nation. That's right. The Gentile nations. 
Hmm. Amen. I'm done. Amen. Man, that was great, guys. Thanks so much again for joining us for another episode of Rapture Radio. If you're looking for more resources like this, you can go to wearechristchurch.com and check out our website. You can also subscribe to our podcast, many different podcasts. There's God and Government, Household and Homestead, Rapture Radio. I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting about. You can find them any place that you find podcasts, Audible, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Subscribe to those things, give us ratings, share them with your friends, help spread the word about the teaching ministry of Christ Church here in southwest Louisiana. We're doing something that nobody else really is, and so we'd invite you to come in and be a part and help spread that ministry throughout. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next time.